Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. From an undisclosed broadcasting location. This is a test. For the next 60 seconds, this station will conduct a test of the emergency broadcast system. America, here comes the relief from the pain. Unapologetically, this is Lock and Load with Bill Frady. Joining me now, because uh, you've been busy. It's been a while since we actually got to talk in 2024. I don't know if you've even done it yet. But anyway, joining me now from Combat Speed LLC is Super Dave Harrington. Good afternoon, sir. Afternoon, Mr. Bill. How you doing? I'm, I'm just trying to cope. I have, uh, but but I, I have some questions for you because I think you probably know more about it than I do. Because when I was in the Army, there was one sleeping bag. Do you remember right. that back in the day, back in the eighties and the nineties, where there wasn't oh, yeah. there wasn't a you know the sleeping bag? It was one piece, and and that's what you got. There was no sleep system, for example. Right. And exactly. nowadays, exactly. the the equipment. It, I, I'm not sure if it's lighter or not, but it seems like it's a little more well thought thought out, and it seems like they've gotten past Vietnam with it. So, I wanted to talk about the more, or at least the equipment that you've worked with, and I want to start with the the sleep system. And what was the most modern sleep system you dealt with when you were in the military? Well, we had an inner and outer, basically what's called a, you know, the inner bag. Then, like the outer shell for the bag, right? And then they had started to phase in. I didn't get any. I didn't get one or get any of this type of gear. But they were phasing in these little uh, one man sleep hooches, right? Like a one man hooch, like a low, you know, low bag, bivy bag. Yeah, and uh, but the thing about it is. even when I was in the service, just because they issued it didn't mean I had to use it. Right. I always used my own sleep gear. Okay. Uh, so I had my own, like, civilian system, I guess. Okay. As, as you would call it. Now, was that lighter? Oh, yeah, much lighter. Uh, much better temperature range for the. I, I actually had two bags. Um, the inner bag was kind of a, I would say, a warm weather bag. Right. But then the shell for that was a cold weather shell. You know what I mean? So you could put the put the inner and the outer, and and you would be insulated very well insulated. Right. You know. And, uh, but the one thing I've always done is carry a simple tarp, you know, like a six by eight tarp, right? To build my own little windfall pooch. See, it's okay to, you know, to try to stay dry. And that's okay because, you know, if you expect 
to be operating in inclement weather, you're going to be prepared for that. But the biggest thing is, even if it's just light rain, light mist, um, you've got to keep the wind off of you. Right. So there's, you know, a simple lean-to is huge when it comes to maintaining your, uh, or regulating the body temperature, you know? Right. So uh, I I never got wrapped around the axle on, you know, using the Army's gear. Because even that sleeping bag, I mean, the thing was huge, rolled up. Right. And it took up way too much room in your rucksack anyway. Right. Yeah. So, so wound what, up what was the temperature? The outside. What was the temperature range of the bag that you had? Uh, if I remember right, it was uh, actual. It was actually uh, the name of the bag was a Ranger bag, uh, and it was um, way more than I actually needed. Uh, I never. I only think I slept in it once. Right. Because it was like it had a, I don't know, man, a way negative zero coverage for cold weather. Right. Because that's what, that's what I bought it for. But I really never worked in a cold weather environment. Now, that's not to say it can't get cold in the desert because the high desert, uh, a lot of people get fooled. You know, you talk about going to the desert, and you're thinking, oh, wow, hot, and blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, it can exceed 100 degrees during the day, but it can certainly plunge below freezing at night. And that's what catches a lot of people. Right. Uh, But uh, we used to work, when I was in the uh, 7th Light Infantry Division at Fort Ord, California, we used to do a lot of work. Um... Oh, man, what was the name of that place down south of um, Fort Hunter Liggett was the, was the training area. Right. And it was a high desert environment. And I specifically remember one day uh, we were, you know, out on a two-week uh, field uh, deal. And it was like 104 during the day. And we were having... Uh, heat casualties, right? Uh, because of the heat, and then the next day we were having cold weather casualties because it got down to something like uh, twenty degrees that night, right? And guys weren't prepared for it. You know what I mean? Yep that's a, that's a wide swing. You know that's why they call it training. But the environment that you're in, you definitely need to do your homework, uh, not only on the environment that you live in, but the environment that you plan on you know, winding up in or operating in or whatever, uh, because the weather can you know, go to extremes in some places. Well, the, the actual uh, key, I always thought, because I did a lot of very extreme cold weather stuff in, in Europe. Because we had a lot of extreme cold weather. And we just had the one sleeping bag, which was the gigantic, I guess, temperate bag. Right. And, I mean, back yeah. then, we, we had they had not figured out the science. And we were just sort of expected to, to find a way to make it work without having ways delivered to us, right? 
And right. we did, but at the same time, the, the, the equipment, we like the two shelter, and we're going to talk about tents or shelters in the next little bit, and in the next segment, just to see what your thoughts are on this. But the old two shelter half tent, that was not exactly, uh, I mean, I don't know when that one came out. That was World War II era. Okay. <laughs> Where well, you and we your money got our, each had a half. Yeah, but we certainly got our money's worth out of that one. Right, because uh, the first time I went to the field was in the Black Forest of Europe in, in Germany, and we had me and my other private buddy. We had to pitch our tent in the snow, and the next morning we had to beat our way out of being buried in the snow. Although the tent held up, the tent held up just fine. But uh, right. yeah, that was not exactly this was not exactly a sealed tent against the uh, cold uh, cold air. But yeah, gear. I, I think gear nowadays, and I'm, I'm interested. I, I found it very interesting what you said about the sleeping bag, where you went to the lighter weight civilian counterpart, which makes a whole lot of sense to me. And I'm going to ask. I've got a couple more questions about that before we move on to the tent. Uh, Combat Speed LLC is back up and running. If you want to, uh, he, he's now doing. He's he's about to set up uh, classes and everything else. And if you want to check out and see what's going to be available in your area, or if you want to sign up for one, very shortly the website will be able to accommodate you. He's also back on uh, Facebook as Dave Harrington. You should go sign. You know, go friend him on Facebook. You can find out what he's got going on. You might get a guitar riff. You might get to see uh, see his uh, some of his outdoor vehicles that are meant to uh, you know that he runs. Runs for the hills in, in the non-existent hills of Florida. Anyway, we'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. Holster.com, the home of DeSantis Quality Build American-made products for 45-plus years. Supporting police and government contracts from first responders to responsible citizens. Holster.com is your source for quality American-made leather and Kydex holsters for the armed American. For concealed carry or open carry, Holster.com has what you need. We didn't invent concealment. We perfected it. Go to Holster.com now and buy a DeSantis holster today. years, Aero Precision has paved the way as a leading manufacturer of American-made AR parts. Aero Precision caters to the rifle builder by engineering quality receivers, hand guards, and other essential parts. Aero Precision's added enhancements create a smooth build process from start to finish for beginners and seasoned builders. Whether this is your first rifle or your 50th, Aero Precision offers everything you need to make a quality AR at an affordable price. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to Veterans 
healthcare, nonprofits, and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, veterinarian and naturopathic physician. The Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy with an important message. Take charge of your health. Do not continue to blindly follow the system that has failed us all. I appreciate GCN listeners because you're open-minded and intelligent. If our system is so great, why is it that the United States, the USA, ranks nearly 60th worldwide in longevity and number one in obesity? All the while, we spend more money than all the other countries combined annually on unnecessary health care procedures and toxic drugs. It doesn't take much to get on track, not with the government or pharmaceutical companies, but rather you in control of your own health with a basic understanding of nutrition and supplementation. FDI Longevity has the finest quality health, sports, and energy supplements available. GCN listeners are invited to join our team of people who want to stay healthy well into old age. We are currently looking for specialists to represent FDI Longevity and save America. To buy products at wholesale prices or join our business team, go to GCNteam.com. That's GCNteam.com. Support GCN. Get healthy. As Dr. Wallach says, we all have nutrient deficiencies in our diets and must supplement with 90 essential nutrients in proper balances. At no cost or obligation, get a personal certified holistic health coach to help you develop a supplement program based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations. Call Linda at 833-VITAL-90. That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL-90. And welcome back. This is Lock and Load, and I'm talking to Super Dave Harrington from Combat Speed LLC. Before we go get into the tents, now, as far now, I know how much space the old temperate sleeping bag took up, and it was considerable. We couldn't put right. it. In, we we had the uh, we didn't have the big rucksacks. We had like the the medium sized rucksacks. So we right. probably if if we were going to carry it all on our back, we had to strap it to the top of it. It would not fit in the rucksack. How big was the sleeping bag you were using as far as how much space it took up the way you packed it? Well, it had, yeah, it had its own uh, compression stack. Right. So I could uh, compress it basically into about the size of a soccer ball. Right. Wow. Okay. I would say I would say no bigger than a, maybe a little smaller, maybe a volleyball size uh, package. 
And it was, you know, back in that day, for the room that we had to work with in the in the large rucksack, uh, that was uh, very compact, small and compact. You know what I mean? Right. But uh, another uh, thing I used to always carry, and I happened to have in my hand at this point because I was discussing another aspect of this thing is um, UST uh, survival reflect tent little shelter that's uh, it's an all weather emergency protection right tent and it's like uh, you know 56 um, wide 96 long it weighs like 5.2 ounces, but it folds out into a triangular tent. Right. And it's made of that, you know, bright, shiny material that reflects heat or traps heat. And I've always kept one of those uh, in my rucksack. And I got this one out. I dug this one out of my gear for... Another project I was discussing with a guy was uh, how do you hide your heat signature? You know how do you how do you hide from thermal uh, imaging? And I don't know. Now this was 20, 20 years ago, right? Maybe, uh, but you, you know the survival blankets, right? That. You know, the, the bright, shiny material, the survival blanket is the same thing that this tent is made out of that traps your heat, body heat, would also block your heat signature from clear, you know, forward-looking infrared. Right. Um, but I don't know how you have to do your own, you know, testing against legit thermal and thermal imaging is so much everything. I mean, night vision, thermal gear, you name it. Anything electronic that we had 20 years ago is like to the 20th power now better than what we had. You know what I mean? It's just unbelievable the the weaponry and stuff guys have to work with today. Yeah. It, it it's amazing. Has, I and you know the thing that I really question about that part of it is that all that time we were there and everything, we were going through. Uh, you know, like when I was in Europe, the stuff worked, but I mean, it could have been so much better. And there was no movement at all in refining that as far as I saw. And the entire time I was in the military, the only piece of equipment that I ever saw get refined was the the M16. We went to the A2s, which I didn't really count that as a refinement. I did like the handguard better on the A2, but, you know, that was when we went to the three-shot burst, which I thought was a stupid thing to get to. Right. But, um, But, you know why? Nothing, there was no reason to... uh progress anything right well, it was peacetime we because didn't. we it was a peacetime army yeah there was no push to uh there was no uh life-saving emphasis 
on the kit and equipment we were using. You know, so that sort of seems to me, though. But that, that sort of seems to me that that would be the time to be getting out there and testing things and doing things instead of waiting till we get into combat and saying, "Oh, well, this doesn't work." Well, you would think that, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, reality is harsh. It sometimes. is. It is harsh. So let's talk tents now, like I was talking about with the two shelter halves. Now they have these uh, these one-piece tents that you just pop up. You've got an outer exoskeleton. It's got a bathtub uh, floor in it, and it has a fly in it. And sometimes they have four, three season, four seasons, and they're all single-man tents, and they're very small. Did you ever use any of those? No, I didn't. No? No. You talked about a tarp. Did, did you like to sleep under tarps? Yeah, I just made a lean-to. Yeah. The uh, I always kept this one thought in mind. I never... I don't like to be restricted under any circumstances. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, especially in the environments and the, and the purpose in which... You know, I'm working. Why would I want to encase myself in, in all this stuff? You know what I mean? You know, strip down, get into a sleeping bag, get right. that sleeping bag inside of a some small one-person hooch. You can't even, you know, you got enough room to stick your nose out so you can breathe. Um, well, you know, what are you going to do when you need to immediately go to work now you got to get yourself out of all that and get up and ready to rock. You know what I mean? None of that ever made none of that ever made sense to me. And I would say about eighty uh, percent of the time, all I ever used uh, from a sleeping standpoint was uh, a poncho liner. You know, a poncho and a poncho liner. Right. That's it. You know, have those two married up, and that was what I used to uh, keep myself comfortable with while I slept. Because then all I got to do is wake up, roll that up, stuff it in my rock, and go. Well, as long as it works that way, I mean that. That and I've I've seen people talk about their sleeping system, and uh, and we'll probably run out of time before I can say this, so I'll just hold this up, but. Uh, Super Dave Harrington, you can find him at Combat Speed LLC. You can also find him on Facebook at S. Dave Harrington. Find out where he's got gigs going on. Find out what's coming up next in the uh, in in the Super Dave world. I know some of the things he's doing on the side. I'm not going to talk about them. He'll talk about them later. But uh, a lot of stuff coming down the pike. He is f- so far from done. He's nowhere near it. And we will be right back talking gear with Super Dave Harrington from Combat Speed. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. Spikes Tactical, we are all shooters with a very simple mission. Make the best product we can perfect at the best possible price for our consumers. We strive to produce the best components and rifles available with quality control second to none because real-world events don't allow for a second chance. Whether you are an operator, competitor, or home defender, Spikes Tactical will serve you well. Go to SpikesTactical.com. Spikes Tactical, 100% American-made to the highest standard. 
What's in a name? If that name is Ace Firearms, you've just entered a very expensive business. First, a fully appointed gun shop with all the guns, ammo, and accessories you could possibly imagine. But then you enter the manufacturing facility that is home to Red Alligator Concealment, Militia Arms Customs, and so much more. Ace Firearms is beyond a simple gun shop. This is a totally peerless operation. To find out more, go to acefirearms.com. Ace Firearms. This is only the beginning. USA News Update. The House passed legislation extending government funding into March, a step that ensures federal workers will remain on the job, but does nothing, but does nothing about high debt levels, crossings at the southern border, and the war in Ukraine. Concerns about a wider conflict growing as the war between Israel and Hamas continues. Pakistan now has carried out strikes in Iran. More snow in store for more than 100 million Americans this weekend. Back-to-back storms spreading at least three inches of snow across some 18 states. The amount of U.S. Capitol Police threat assessment cases are up, heading into an election year. Last year, over 8,000 cases, but that number is likely to go up. Ford is cutting production of the F-150 Lightning electric pickup after weaker-than-expected sales. Corey Myers, USA News. When I was a kid, I wanted to be just like Cal Ripken. It's definitely humbling to know that now people are calling me a hero. Instead of finding the IED with my metal detector, the IED found me first, and that resulted in double above knee amputations. It's hard to describe the feeling of meeting somebody that you've always wanted to be like. There are people now that are looking up to you for their inspiration and to be their role model. Visit SaluteHeroes.org to learn more. I need help with my taxes. Where can I find free tax help? If you make $54,000 a year or less, you can participate in the IRS Volunteer Income Tax Assistance, VITA, or the Tax Counseling for the Elderly, TCE, programs. IRS-certified volunteers provide free basic tax prep for low- to moderate-income taxpayers. The TCE program is specifically for taxpayers age 60 and older. Go to irs.gov and enter Free Tax Prep in the search box to find a VITA or TCE site near you. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. And 
And welcome back. This is Lock and Load talking to Super Dave Harrington from Combat Speed LLC and talking gear. And uh, one thing that I noticed is that for a lot of people nowadays, when we're talking sleep system and or shelter, a lot of guys have gone to this uh, thing where they get out there and they've got all of that cold weather clothing on. Right, And then they do exactly what you were just talking about with tarp and uh, uh, a liner and everything. But they've got the cold weather gear on, which is much more insulating than the stuff that we used to have. And they sleep right. in that with that on. And then they just, if they just kick that off, then they are ready to go because they're already in uniform. Um, exactly. Did you ever use any of those cold weather systems for, for, dress, for uh, uniforms? Yeah. Yeah, I sure did. We had the spear system. Right. What was called the spear system. And I still have the majority of all that gear because uh, it's an army regulation somewhere uh, that anything that you know a soldier wears uh, next to their body, next Stays to their skin, them, yeah. yeah, 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 they they, they keep it. Um, so I have the spear system. Uh, you know, the only downside to it is I don't recall it ever being in any kind of camo. It was all black. Right. But you had, um, like, silk uh, long johns, bottoms and tops, you know. Uh, then uh, your, uni- your uniform layer. Then there was another lighter um, pants and jacket type uh, piece, the, the middle piece. And then, of course, you had the over pants and uh, parka kind of a thing. And it was outstanding. Uh, you could wear or mix and match or do whatever you wanted to with the spear system and pretty much be covered uh, for, you know, covered down on uh, any kind of inclement weather or cold weather Um but again, I will reinforce the fact that I never, you know, I was in um, first group, which was uh, operational area of uh, Middle East, uh, you know, PACOM, the Pacific Rim. Right. And I was in third group, which was uh, Africa. Now, it's not to say, you know, it can't get cold in either place. It's just, it's not like I ever did anything in Europe where I had to operate in sustained, like, deep winter circumstances. Right. And I, I was, I guess, now that I think about it, I was fortunate to avoid that completely. Right. Well, but, I mean, when you start talking about the desert, you got to be fairly flexible when you're in the desert because, like you, you said... Oh, you know, the desert's horrible. Yeah. yeah. Heat injury during the day and cold weather injury during the night exactly so that that was going to be a that that that's a i mean that means you're carrying a lot of stuff doesn't it you got to carry a lot of stuff for that it's um you can actually become a gear junkie pretty quick if um you know you don't have the experience to get by use you know make every 
make maximum use out of every piece of gear you carry. Otherwise, you know, I've, I've either been in the uh, light infantry as far as combat arms. Right. I was in the light infantry on my feet. Uh, I've never been a part of a mechanized unit or anything like that. It's been all light infantry and uh, special forces. So uh, I pretty much spent my career on my feet under a rucksack. Right. So I had things pretty well metered out as far as, uh, you know, something that we are overlooking that I do want to mention is you can only be as prepared as possible. You still have to have the intestinal fortitude to suck it up. Right. You know, when the suck factor is going through the roof. You know, when the suck meter is pegged out, right? Uh, you got to put up with it, you know, and go for it. But the the smarter you are about your kit and equipment and how you employ it, the better off you'll be. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, uh, and you 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 put you put out a good point about well i got issued a lot of stuff but i didn't carry a lot of it and that's where the smarts come in you got to be able to look at where you're going what you're going to be doing uh, a smart right. person would take into consideration what time of year it is like springtime in europe is rainy season right right and uh, exactly. fall in europe is rainy season but then the the rainy season goes get, goes away like in early september and becomes the snowy season Right, And you've got to be able to make that switch. Now, I was always in mechanized infantry, so I had a vehicle to where I could carry some extra stuff. But I still, you know, mm-hmm. despite I had more space and everything on it, I didn't have to to walk it. Uh, I did. Uh, I was. I had three or four people in the vehicle with me that I had to make space for as well. But I was in charge of the vehicle, so I could... Uh, you know, I could right. say what they could and couldn't have, and um, but that was I, I, yeah. I, I did not. Uh, I didn't. I didn't abuse that position too much. So, right. In any event, one thing I would like to put emphasis on, sure, about personal kit and equipment. Right. If you have, uh, I mean, whether you're in the military or not, military is much better about it now than they ever have been in the history of the military. But uh, even for the civilians out there that are into orienteering and hiking and climbing and all that kind of stuff, where you're outdoors a lot, the best and probably most expensive piece of gear you should have or have invested in or your boots or whatever you, you have on your feet right? that's protecting your feet and providing support for your ankles. Right. Even if, even if you don't like wearing like high boots or like a military style boot that has, um, a, they, I don't know the way they measure them is like seven inches or 10 inches high. And I don't know what they're measuring that from. Maybe right. the floor, the ground, the ground. But uh, high quality footgear that provides ample ankle protection. The uh, 
cannot put enough emphasis on that. Right. And as a matter of fact, this I found this out uh, several years ago. I, I needed a... I was going hog hunting down south of here, south Florida, legit. And I went and bought me a nice set of snake boots. Right. Well, the snake boots come up and completely, you know, protect your calf. And they end, the top of the boot is basically just under your knee. Well, I have always had the idea that a good combat boot would provide that same level of coverage and protection of your calves, ankles, and feet. Hold it right. What I'm saying? Hold it right there. We're talking about boots. We're going to get back to that because boots are very, very, very important. That's uh, you know, I, I will attest to that. I'll tell why when we get back. Combat Speed LLC. Cool. That is the uh, that that is the vehicle that Mister Harrington here drives. This is where he teaches you how to be a gunfighter, and uh, you can find out more information by going to his Facebook page, S. Dave Harrington. Befriend him and find keep tabs on what's going on with that. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from wallofire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Wallofire.com. Radio. Why should I advertise on radio? There's nothing to look at, no pictures. Listen, you can do things on radio you couldn't possibly do on TV. That'll be the day. All right, watch this. 
Okay, people, and now when I give you the cue, I want the 700-foot mountain of whipped cream to roll into Lake Michigan, which has been drained and filled with hot chocolate. Then the Royal Canadian Air Force will fly overhead towing a 10-ton maraschino cherry, which will be dropped into the whipped cream to the cheering of 25,000 extras. All right, cue the mountain. Now, you want to try that on television? Well... You see, radio is a very special medium because it stretches the imagination. Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. back this is lock and load this is the last time on the firing line talking to super dave harrington from combat speed we were talking boots and i had to interrupt you so go back to talking about some boots i'll tell you my boot story after you tell me yours well i was pretty much done man but i will reinforce the point that uh you know i i think uh it would be prudent if those in the position of uh engineering footgear or combat boots for the, you know, all forces, all right. U.S. forces. Right. Uh, they should look at the the type of coverage and materials that are used to uh, make snake boots. Because, I mean, if you think about it, think about all the lower extremity injuries that you take uh, from secondary projectiles, you know, secondary projectiles that are generated by uh, explosive devices, blah, blah, blah. And you could probably cut down on injuries quite a bit if, um, you know, the actual combat boot provided protection from the knees down. Right. Anyway, that's all. That's just my two cents on that. Go ahead. So, even though I was in mechanized infantry, we had this insane uh, commemorative thing we did where my unit during uh, World War One had made this headlong retreat out of the Vogue's Mountains uh, in Belgium as the Germans were chasing them out. So, 
to commemorate that once a year, we would march, road march back from Grafenvier to Bomberg in Germany, which I can't remember which it was. I suspect it was the lower number, but I think it was either 115 or 135 miles in three days. So I think it was probably 115. Right. Now, even at 115 miles, if you did not have a good pair of boots and if you did not plan, like, you know, you needed three pairs of socks during the day. Oh, yeah. Easy. So we needed to have three pairs of socks. We needed to get a really good fitting pair of boots. And it was, uh, I mean, back in those days, we had to polish our boots. We had black leather boots, right? Remember that? And oh, yeah. the German the German black leather boots that we were allowed, we were authorized to wear were so much better for marching of that type then then the cochran jump boots then the uh the issue boot i don't remember i I don't remember what else was available to us on the american side from either the issue boot the cochran jump boot or the jungle boot right and that one just that's not a marching boot the jungle boot's not a marching boot so not at all it's a jungle boot yeah nowadays nowadays i either wear danners or solomons right and I, I like the Danners because they're very well put together. But I like the Solomons because they're sort of like a hybrid between a um, a basketball shoe and a combat boot. Right. And uh, they they give lots of support, but they don't weigh as much. And any any I mean, uh, boots are absolutely that is a that's a piece of equipment that you have got to spend some money on. You can get away. I yeah, think, but yeah, I think you can be a little cheaper on some of the other stuff, but. Boots, that's one of the things you don't want to skimp on. That's, that's fact. Yeah. You got to take care of your feet. Yep. Period. And that's with the boots, uh, your socks are just as important yep. as your boots. Yep. You know, you go, uh, you know, spend uh, $300 on a pair of boots, and then you're wearing a pair of five cent socks. Yep. That, you know, that, that don't make sense. So, you know, when you fit, taking care of your feet is a function of your socks and your boots. And when you fit that boot, you don't want to have a lot of movement when you put that on. You want to put on your sock that you're going to be, is going to be your biggest marching sock because you need a thick, nice, padded, wicking, breathing, padded sock. Put that on, put on the boot, and if it's snug enough, but at the same time it's not pinching you anywhere or compressing you anywhere, that's your boot. Or at least that's what I found. Well, true, and that's that's a good start point. But you still need a, you know, a viable break-in period. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, very few are going to actually. I mean, like the uh, the way I found, figured out how to break in the Danners is I start out lacing them loose, and then each yep. and every time I start, every, every time I put them back on, the next time I lace them a little tighter, a little tighter, a little tighter, and then it's right. it's a very fine boot. But I mean. And nowadays, for a pair of boots, what do you think? Between one hundred and eighty and two hundred fifty bucks, and that's probably the minimum price of admission. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, yeah. I would probably bump it up to at least three hundred because yeah. the pair, the pair of cold weather boots that I just bought were like two hundred seventy bucks. Yeah. Well, what kind of what kind of boot was that? But they're Danners. Okay. But um, they are like for deep cold uh they're deep cold weather boots i I bought them for hunting deer hunting right simply because um you know you get out in the bush and 
you go static for hours on end. Yep. Uh, without you know a lot of movement involved, uh, your feet are going to suffer. Yep. But I took care of that. I would imagine an ex-military guy would be a very, very pesky deer hunter for the deer because uh, military guys know how to embrace misery. Oh, yeah. They know how well, to just I, sit I, there and just suffer quietly. I've been known to stack them up like cordwood. Yeah. <laughs> deer. I love the deer hunt. Yeah. What's your deer hunting weapon? Uh, believe it or not, I either use a, I've got a BAR in 30 6 <laughs> Yeah. That I, I use, um, for when I have anything, say 200 yards and beyond. Right. But my favorite brush gun for deer is a Harrington and Richardson uh, single shot break action twelve gauge slug gun. Okay, uh, with a rifle bore. And of course, I do have a. Uh, it's a specific, you know, shotgun slug scope. Right. And. Uh, that, you know, a lot of people wouldn't think that would be a big deal, but uh, based on the energies that are created by a 12-gauge slug and blah, 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 uh, you want to make sure that you do use a shotgun scope. Uh, but it's just a single-shot slug gun, and I've got a Crimson Trace, uh, I want to say it's a brush line something slugger scope. Right. Uh, it has a shotgun slug BDC reticle that's graduated in 25 meter increments. So you start with a, <coughs> excuse me, you start with a 50 yard zero. Right. And I want to say the, I don't know how far out the actual BDC runs, probably four or 500 yards, but you're really not going to shoot beyond probably two or 300 yards with it. And then for a lot of people, I'm sure a lot of people that are listening are probably going, whoa, he's out of his mind. Well, your skill has everything to do with your ability to hit. Right. With what you're using to hit with. So, you know, I have no problem uh, from an ethical standpoint of making the decision to engage a deer at, say, 200 yards. Right. With, with this with this setup. Well, we'll have to get into uh, that next time. We're about to run out of time here. I do want to okay. ask this before we do. Do you carry a secondary weapon just in case of other predators while you're out there deer hunting? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I wear a uh, G20 10 millimeter in a chest rig. That's God's caliber, isn't it? 10 millimeter. For uh, any type of uh, two or four legged critter, yes. Yeah. 10 millimeter is a flat out standing cartridge. There you go. 
Thank you for joining if, me today. If you're sir. using the proper loads. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Mr. Bill. Yes, sir. As for me, I'll be back on Monday. Between now and then, remember this. It has never been about gun control. Not once, not ever. It has been, and it's always going to be, about total control. Carry your weapon everywhere you can. This has been Lock and Load. such thing as a fair fight and we bring the unfair advantage that is the 2011 platform dominate at staccato we know the most important gun you own is the one that you're carrying when you're facing that threat to life and freedom win we want you to enter that objective confident that you are carrying the best gun in the gunfight no compromise no sacrifice staccato 2011.com stand ready to face down the darkness with 2011 at Chambers Custom, we have one job. We strive to build the most obsessively reliable, accurate, and beautiful pistols for the discriminating gun owner. Using the ageless 1911 design with a 21st century approach to each part and component, Chambers Custom meticulously begins each pistol as a standalone project, creating a bespoke, handcrafted, peerless firearm. They integrate all of the internal, external, and intrinsic elements that make a custom 1911 unique. Go to ChambersCustom.com. Chambers Custom, truly the mechanical advantage. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read one. This product has been a godsend for my father, who suffered from a heart attack about two years ago. He was prescribed medications for his condition, which was so serious, he almost died. But he hasn't been able to afford most of the medications. After researching alternatives that were more affordable, he tried Extendivite. Since taking it, he has consistently lower blood pressure and experiences less angina. We are currently on our fifth bottle. I enthusiastically recommend this product, and I am grateful that it is available. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extend Over.